I'm delighted to be joined this evening by Cathy Long, who is Head of Supporter Services at the Premier League, and uh, Co-Chairman Steve Browett. Good evening to both of you. Hi. Hi, good evening. So, Cathy, if you don't mind me starting with you, you are the Head of Supporter Services for the Premier League. Um, what exactly does that involve? It involves a whole range of things, really. Um, supporter services means really everything that's to do with fans, everything that's to do with whatever doesn't happen on the pitch, really. Anything that happens in the stands and trying to just really improve the whole the match day experience and improve sort of the connections that we have with fans and that clubs have with fans. We probably spend as much time working with the clubs as we do directly with fans. OK, great. So uh, no pressure at all, but who has the best fans in the Premier League? Well, I'm a Liverpool fan, so I suppose I'm going to be biased. But I, I have to, and this isn't just because I'm here today, I have fallen in love a little bit with Palace this season because I just think the Palace fans have actually been really really fantastic. Uh, Stephen will back me up I think that I'm not just saying that Don't today I've been that, saying yeah. that during the season. <laughs> I think we've brightened up the Premier League haven't we? Our, our supporters have brought a bit, a bit of passion and soul to uh, the Premier League this season and I, I think Palace fans been a I think of fresh air. So. I, I think when you actually, if, if I'm sort of, you know, if, if you're watching TV and they're flicking between games or on the radio, you always know when it's a Palace game. Yeah, because you, can, you hear can hear the fans yeah. and you know that that's the sound of the Palace yeah. fans, you know, and it's yeah. really different to anyone else. You have to turn it down before you wake the neighbours up, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, one of the issues that uh, has been ongoing for a number of years now um, has been the issue over safe standing, and it's something that I know that Crystal Palace has had a, a fair bit to do with in uh, in promoting and testing things, particularly. Um, uh, so what is the Premier League sort of uh, you know, ideas on that because it's something that a lot of fans are really in favour of but it really does divide fans because a lot of fans really don't want it it does divide fans and I think it probably divides clubs as well I mean, our view will only ever really be the view of, of the majority of the 20 clubs and if it's something that the 20 clubs wanted then you know that would be our sort of collective view but the government have always made it really clear to us that they don't see the law changing what I do think about it though is that we have to understand that people are going to stand when they're watching football matches whether they've got a seat or not when it's exciting you're going to stand up and I think whatever stadiums we build in the future whatever stands we have to make sure that you can accommodate that and that people can do that safely and that people behind them you know particularly saying wheelchair bays can see and that's something we've been working hard on a lot to make sure that the stadiums we do have work. Absolutely I think it's important um, certainly from a supporters point of view that uh, they know that the Premier League understand that and that the authorities in general understand that because I, I personally I found it in sort of standing areas before uh, maybe it would be safer without the seats there you know everyone's mm. going to be standing mm. actually the, the seats are an obstacle which you know uh, are going to impede things so uh, it's important and it is obviously a, a topic that comes up again and again with, with our supporters um, I think what by the way I think what, what probably has to happen with safe standing is it has to be introduced in the lower leagues first uh, I think the football club, football league clubs, have voted for it now, uh, and you know, it, and if it's successful um, in uh, in in League One or even in the Championship, I think there'll be more pressure to have it in the Premier League. The reality in the Premier League at the moment is that all the away fans of all clubs stand at all games, yeah. um, and you know, we, we all have to turn a blind eye to that. But it, it does exist. Yeah. Um, and personally, I'd like it that every ground had a certain area of standing for those who want to stand and, and obviously a much larger area of seating for those who want to sit. But I believe in giving people a choice. Absolutely. How difficult is it, Steve, as a sort of club owner, knowing you've got a responsibility, a duty to try and ensure that people sit, as is the, the regulations of football, but knowing that ultimately that probably isn't going to happen? Yeah, well, we, you know, we, we blatantly turn a, a blind eye to the, the away fans, uh, as every club does, and th there'd, be, there'd be chaos if you tried to make them sit mm -hmm. down. Uh, and everybody knows at Sellers that it blocks A, B and C of the lower homestead. 
uh, it's not tolerated. But everywhere else, if you stand up, you, you are asked to sit down because the majority of people in those areas would like to sit down and, and their view is obscured. It's a particular issue in front of, uh, in front of disabled fans in wheelchairs who, if people stand up in front of them, that they can't see. So that's totally unacceptable. So we, we, we have a sort of uh, uh, unofficial tolerance of standing in certain small areas, but absolutely we don't allow it in, in the rest of the areas. Okay, great. And one of the uh, the questions that's come in on Twitter, Cathy, is is around away travel, which is, uh, again, always a topic we're going over and over on uh, supporter forums and things like that. Um, it's about sort of days like today where... You know, fans are having to travel from Liverpool down to here and travel back very late on a bank holiday. Obviously, mm -hmm. I know there's Monday night football and things like that, and there's lots of other factors in play. But you know, uh, days like Boxing Day, I know, are a really big issue with people. They feel they have to travel too far, they're away from their family for a whole day instead of just half a day. What's the Premier League stance on that? I, well, Boxing Day, I always think there's a bit of a, a myth about actually, because it's the one day of the year when we obviously we know it's a bank holiday and we know that there are going to be travel difficulties. So it's the one day when the, everybody that does the fixtures sits down and actually tries to handpick the fixtures as best they can. You've got to remember that's over 92 clubs, so it's not easy. But the sort of rule of thumb is that nobody travels further than Northwest to Midlands or Midlands to London or, or Midlands to Northeast or Midlands to South Wales now. I mean, it's got more complicated with the more sort of geographical spread we've had of clubs. Um, but that's what you'll find on Boxing Day. What tends to happen, unfortunately, then is often the midweek, the game that happens after Christmas. It's not as easy to do. And mm. I'm glad I don't have to sort the fixtures out because it seems so complicated every time they try and explain it to me. And I always liken it to a Sudoku board. People think you could just change one fixture, but but you can't because it has a knock-on effect on everything else. Yeah, absolutely. I think fixture, sort of the fixture listings is, is always a hot topic every year and um, people will always find something that they're not particularly happy about. But I think nine times out of ten, if not more, the Premier League get it spot on. And I think that's the same. I think there's a, an element of uh, common sense throughout the leagues on that. I think it's just that those few occasions are the ones that people always remember. Yeah. And there's always difficult ones. I groaned myself yeah. when this one was moved to a Monday <laughs> night. I, I kept <laughs> predicting it. I said, oh, no, that one's going to move. It's <laughs> a shame because because a lot of kids, a lot of, because uh, you know at Palace, mm. we, we give mm. away fr free season tickets to under 10s. And a lot of those kids would have loved to see Palace Liverpool and they're mm. not going to because it's a school night I mean it is a bank holiday yeah. but tomorrow morning they've got yeah, to be at school at nine o'clock so a lot of mums and dads um, are not bringing their kids tonight so what, what we've done by the way Cathy at Palace we've said that any, any anyone who bought a season ticket for a kid mm. for this game uh, and they, they can give that seat to an adult instead oh, yeah. you know because we don't that's want the good. seat being mm. empty that, that that's yeah. silly so they can give it to uh, uncle or aunt or next door neighbour or whoever they want I think that's something that uh, you know, I know from fans in my own position where we've got two kids at home that they really value that uh, that common sense approach and the the idea as a whole of giving away season tickets to under tens when it's bought with an adult season ticket is fabulous. I think going forward that's going to be something that's going to stand the club in really good stead. Um, I don't know of many other clubs, maybe you do, Cathy, that that offer such an initiative. Um, I've come across one or two doing it in the past. And I, I was going to name clubs, and I think I might be wrong in who I recall. And actually, might have been you guys doing it in the past. I think Charlton have done it in the past, where they've let you upgrade. Um, yeah, well, they've got a lot of. Empty I think seats. it's a matter of us all trying to do as much as we can. Yeah, and it's 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 immense considering you know the the pressure that's been on tickets tonight for you guys that so many people wanting to be at this game. You know, 
Uh, again, here our uh, producer to put on the screen another t- uh, question from Twitter. Do clubs have any power to negotiate TV game schedules with the broadcasters? Well, the schedule, sort of the, the agreement, I suppose, of when the matches are going to be, you know, the slots, so mm-hmm. Saturday lunchtime, Saturday evening, Sunday games and Monday night are all agreed in advance and that is negotiable by the Premier League but on behalf of the clubs. And the clubs do then have a say in that and can, you know, they're in the end the ones that vote on whether that's the agreement we make. Once you've made that agreement, yeah, it can be difficult. Um, clubs can say, look, that's really not convenient, but in the end there are so many sort of rules around, you know, how many clubs have to be shown, like we have, we make sure that there's a minimum and a maximum name at number of times that clubs can be shown on TV, so it actually doesn't make it very flexible when it comes down to it. Yeah. I, I don't think we can complain about any game being moved unless the police um, say mm. that, that they don't approve on safety grounds. We can't say, well, to be honest, it doesn't suit kids in our area, or it doesn't suit mm-hmm. us for some reason. It, it's got to be, you know, the police would have to mm-hmm. say that you can't, you can't have it that yeah. day because there's a there's a festival on in the yep. park next door or something mm-hmm. something like that. Once everybody's really signed up to that agreement, then you you are pretty sort of stuck with it, really. Yeah, I can understand, and uh, those sorts of agreements are what makes the Premier League what it is really globally. So they they are very <laughs> difficult things to negotiate. But uh, the Premier League, you have, you have to say. Uh, that you know, as much as we're Palace fans and all, all we care about is seeing Palace, yeah. the, the, you know, this game tonight will be watched by hundreds and hundreds of millions of people. It's all over the world, Absolutely. and the, obviously the twenty-six thousand people in the stadium are the most important people of all the people watching. But we, us here, are actually a very small percentage of the people who are watching this game, and it doesn't suit us fantastically having it on a Monday night. But but it does suit um, a lot of people around the world. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, finally, what sort of supporter initiatives are there uh, coming up from the Premier League that we can look to see in the next coming seasons? For early days to talk about next season, actually. We're still talking with the clubs because obviously we launched the Way Supporters Initiative. We've been reviewing that and I think what we'll be doing over the summer is talking to clubs about what ideas they have and, and what can be improved and what's worked and what's not. And then I think once we've got a clearer idea of that, there might be some changes. But if it's been working, then, you know, if it ain't broke, we won't fix it. But if, if there's initiatives that haven't worked, haven't been popular with fans, then we'll, we'll look to change them. Wonderful. And um, is there a way for fans to give feedback to the Premier League? Is there a like a, a forum that they can Yeah, do? there's um, there's all sorts of different ways now via our Twitter feed and our Facebook page, but also just through emailing us and we have a contact form on the website. A lot of people do contact us and they're always pleasantly surprised when we get back to them. Um, we do reply to everything we get in, so... Uh, people go to premierleague.com yeah they can get in touch wonderful so if you have any more questions uh, along the lines of uh, support services then you can get in touch with the premier league um quickly before you go steve i know there's a lot going on at crystal palace over the summer uh we've got for instance the beer festival yep. what other things can we uh, can fans come down and support well we've got uh, player of the year tomorrow night in the fairfield halls um it's a 1500 seater venue and i think i think there might be a couple of hundred seats left but actually that was a few days ago I was told that I think anyway I don't think it's mm. quite sold out so come along to that, that that's going to be brilliant The apart from the, uh, the player of the year and young player of the year that kind of thing we will be revealing next season's kits which I have just seen literally a quarter of an hour ago look, they look brilliant I think so uh, you'll, if you're coming onto the Fairfield Halls you'll actually see those in the flesh tomorrow night then we've got the beer festival as you say on the 7th cup final day yep. uh, which we've got over 150 real ales from microbreweries all over the country real ciders, be about 2,000 fans at that, it'll be a great party um, Maxi Jazz is doing uh, a gig at the uh, Electric in Brixton 
in June. Uh, Eddie Izzard and Mark Steele are doing a comedy night in July. Um, I'm sure there's something else, but I can't remember. But there's a few things happening anyway. Uh, but all of those details will be up on, on the website, and I'm sure on the yeah. uh, Twitter and Facebook pages as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. So there's loads of ways you can come and support the club over the summer to get your fix of Crystal Palace before the new Premier League season, which we're very happy to say. Um, obviously, no no relegation worries here for us. Premier League, yeah. And if you fancy going on holiday to America, we're um, going to be playing some games in the USA in July. Details of that are going to be uh, announced fairly soon, I think. But I believe that's tour starts on the 20 something of July and I think there's going to be games against three three t- three teams um, in the USA well Palace fans will be booking their summer holidays to America as we speak um, and the only other thing to really ask about is the season tickets you know how are they going I, I know Steve fantastic fantastic yeah well. we've, we've sold uh, I was just looking actually we've sold one uh, sorry 14,730 already and when you bear in mind that's that's just a fraction less than than we had this season, um, and the season doesn't start for for months, uh, you know it's brilliant. The, the Palace fans have, have really uh, flocked to get them. We will almost certainly have to withdraw them at some stage because I think we can't have a situation where there are no seats left for for casual sale, match to match. Uh, so I think at probably about seventeen thousand, which is only two two thousand mm-hmm. to go, I think we'll probably have to stop there. So. If you think, oh, I'll probably do it in July sometime, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hang around. Yeah, don't risk it. Make sure you buy early and to get the best, best prices as well. Uh, no, you missed the best prices. Well, you've, you've missed them. But don't miss out on a season ticket altogether. Yeah, be lucky to have one there. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much to Cathy and Steve for joining us on the show today. Uh, enjoy, the, uh, enjoy the match. And uh, we'd love to get you on again one time soon. Cheers. Thanks.